Welcome to Death Metal. We're back, buddy. Yes, we are. Last week, we left you on a motherfucking cliffhanger with either the murder of an innocent infant or the rightful killing of the Antichrist who came to Earth, as the Bible prophesied, to take down the leaders of the Order of the Solar Temple, Luke Jorret and Joseph DeMambro. Hell yeah. They stabbed a goddamn baby, man. Oh, good to see you guys. Thanks for tuning in, Death Metal Dicks. As always, we appreciate, A, your listenership. That claps. We love it. Thanks for tuning in, giving us a listen. If you like what you're hearing, help us out a ton. I mean a ton. Sounds like you're not doing shit, but trust me, you're doing a lot. Swing on over iTunes and give us a five-star review rating, and then type anything into the review. Just give it a tippity type. You can say anything you want to. You don't have to talk good about us. You could talk about the circumference of a baseball bat. Doesn't matter. Any words in there really helps us climb the charts, and that's a good thing for the entire community. Speaking of community, we got a Facebook group. Now, we're going to give you some quick instructions on how to get to it because I've understood it's tricky, especially for olds. What I found about doing a podcast that has a, it's not really a metal podcast. A, we compare death metal songs to true crime events. And we like metal. <laughs> We're metal dudes that like yeah. good shit. Right. So, I yeah. found out that this group, even though everything that you want from this particular subculture, genre, whatever you like to call it, is all available on the internet. I feel like everyone can get online, find the type of music that they want, find the horror movies that they want, but beyond that... Fucked. Yeah. So getting on iTunes and giving us a five-star review, it seems like a lot of our listenership has a real hard time with that because metalheads. And I get it. You got to tune out from the rest of the world because the rest of the world honks. And that's why you listen to heavy metal. And that's why you watch horror movies. And that's why you look at shit like serial killers. I'm with it. So Facebook, you just type in death metal dicks. Now, when you type in a search on Facebook, it comes up with like a second menu before you push enter. It's going to say people, pages, groups, bunch of different tabs. Click on groups, and there we are. And the reason it's like that is because it's a closed group. Because if you have a group that's attached to like a large platform like us, you get a lot of spam and goofy shit coming in that wrecks your group, and you have to have moderators who are on top of deleting everything, which we have some great friends moderating for us, and that helps a ton. But let's not increase their workload. We keep it closed, not uh, secret or private. It's that you can see it, and you you can join it. Anyone can join it, and then we just approve it to make sure it's not like a spam situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just a little tricky to find. That's why I'm explaining. But in the Facebook group, we have a ton of fun. Talk about episodes. We talk about Manowar. Talk about metal, horror, all types of cool shit. It's fun. So if you like us and you want to interact, man, that's the easiest way to do it. Find the Facebook group. Click add. We're going to add you in there. We're going to hang out on 
the internet. Man, I saw a dude today that was literally the internet. Yeah. He was a fat fuck, you yeah. know? He had on cargo shorts. Oh, God. And uh, they were, he had a t-shirt tucked into him. Well, not a, okay, so you know, you know, it's not a polo shirt, but it's like a collared t-shirt. Like, it's cut like a polo shirt, but the material is just t-shirt material. It's not yeah. like polo shirt material. You like a v-neck? No, I mean, it had the buttons in the collar, yeah. right? Um, and it was like a polo shirt, but you know, a polo shirt is like that thicker knit fabric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this shit is just t-shirt fabric. Okay, gotcha. And he's got his cargo shorts that are too big. Like he was big enough that he probably should have had like a size 40 waist, but he probably had on like a 46 short with a braided belt. And he had the shirt tucked in to that, the belt tightened around it where I could see that it was a braided belt. And uh, he had white socks that came up past his ankles. He had on white sneakers. Not like, not, I mean, they were dad shoes, but they weren't Monarchs or New Balance. Like, he wasn't with the name brand shit. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had on, on top of this whole thing, a fedora. And the fucking glasses that are like yours, uh-huh. like the like the, the Buddy Holly frame, like yeah. what everyone's glasses look like. But they didn't have like the bottom part, you know, how they have like the ones that have like the clear bottom. Oh, no. Dude, he it was like it was like the like it, everything that you've ever laughed at online, like the incels and the people who for sure don't have sex, all that shit. It was him. And he came in there. And I know. When you look like that, you know what you look like. And I was just, I couldn't, like, I couldn't figure out if he was playing a game. And and he was with an attractive woman. And uh, I know that they weren't, like, with each other. You know what I mean? Because you could tell by the dynamic. And I figured all this out within, like, 30 seconds of looking at the one person. Yeah. But it was, like, fucking Reddit came out of the wires and then walked into the restaurant and then went and sat down and tried to breach. Because, like, I don't like that friend zone shit. I don't believe yeah, in it. Yeah. But that was definitely it. I mean, yeah. for sure. Their roommate. That guy. He yeah, there's upset. something. You know, it was the whole thing. It's like, you know, like, this has been in the news and shit. Because yeah. that dude that drove his van into a bunch of people yeah. was one of those weird incels. That's, what is that? Like, it's like involuntary celibacy. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? He's just fucking, they're, they're roommating, you know. He's like, man, I really, you know, we're best friends. Then she invites a dude over. Dude starts stuffing her. He gets mad. Goes in his room. Blasts modest mouse loud as fuck. So he yeah. can't hear it. But he's just sitting there like, I'm gonna kill this vaping dude. You know he what? doesn't treat her right. I don't want to alienate any listeners because I love you all. Okay, but you know what infuriates me? What's that? Is when I see a soft fucking man get a soda. It infuriates me. Yeah, okay, I hate to watch it. It's just something about an an adult. Who has just said, fuck this shit, you know? Yeah. And then they go on top of, like, everything else and get a fucking, like, Sprite. Yeah. In a Like a fountain Sprite. Don't do that. You know what I mean? That's bad enough. It's like a liquid vape. You know what happens to dudes like that? Like the incel, like a fat incel, like that type of dude that's, and I, again, if you're listening and you're like that, it's not you. All right. It's not you. You're having sex. I know you are. Okay. Listen, I know you're having sex. If, sure. All you got to right. do is like, you got yeah. you you call, give me a yeah. call. If you're not, look, listen, before you decide that you're an incel and uh, it's women's fault, man, give me a call. Okay. Yeah. Call me 
And I'll talk, you know, we'll sort this shit out. Cause All you got to do is if you got a female r- roommate, just fire up an episode, man. Pull your dick out, you man. Yeah, that's correct. If you put on this podcast with a lady around, you're for sure having sex. And ladies, if you put on this podcast with a man around, and it, 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 I, I for sure don't recommend putting this podcast on with somebody that you're in like a complicated scenario with like uh, if you believe in the friend zone first of all you shouldn't be doing this you know what i mean but if you like are just trying to see what happens you know like a little romance in there yeah put this shit on and y'all gonna be clapping cheeks in no time you know what i'm saying it's just gonna happen but uh but those dudes man when when one of those fat like uh beard on the double chin uh weird dress dudes has sex they become the singer of mountain yeah yeah have you seen that guy yeah yeah, he's that guy. But on top of being that guy, fucking Mississippi Queen. That makes no word I mean. Dude, with the voice of an angel. Now, have you heard that? that singing some bitch. If man. you heard, if you don't, first of all, I know you know that song, Mississippi Queen. I know you know that. Yeah. Now, if you've never seen him, got to give it a look. Got to give it a look. You got to give it a look because you're going to be surprised. <laughs> so do that dude from Nazareth. They're like the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's got a voice of an angel, yeah, too. Yeah, man, it's funny. Oh, the dude from Candlemas, man. That's my yeah. favorite of yeah, all of them, yeah, man. Yeah. The dude from Candlemas, his name's like fucking Lord Charcuterie or something, man. That guy's cool, dude. He's like a smaller, fatter Andre the Giant. Yeah. But, yo, those type of dudes, man, once you stop being weird and get out of your head and just get out there and fuck, man, some good shit happens. Like, a, you get a good voice. Girls don't give a fuck what you look no, like. No, man. Don't care, That's man. not true. But also, if you get like that voice like that, man, it's fucking. You're getting yeah. it. You know what I mean? And the only way to get a voice like that is by getting it. And the only way to get it is to stop being a weird shit. You know what else is weird about guys like that? And I don't know how the fuck we ended up here. Well, I do know. And I, it's during the advertisements. And this is not professional. This is why. We're advertising a healthy lifestyle. Man. Yeah, yeah. This is why. See, here's, here's the thing, man, is that we're, self, we're DIY. We're yeah. funding everything ourselves. I'm going to tell you about Patreon, and we're headed that way. Um, the, the the main problem with this type of person, right, is the level of judgment. Because if you're that guy, you know what I understand? You cannot have – if you don't have a standard of, of you, of yourself, if you're going to a restaurant during the week, in the afternoon, mm-hmm. cargo shorts – Tucked in polo t-shirt, fedora, vaping, glasses. If you have that deluxe package and you get soda, you know what I mean? Like, you can't have any judgment towards the opposite sex. None. Zero. So, if someone shows interest in you and you decide to say, hey, here's the problems with this person. Like, they're overweight. Like, how dare you pass judgment on anyone else when you, it, it's like they say you can't love someone if you don't love yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's a fact. That's you know? a fucking fact. So you got to shut up, get it together, and then, you know what I mean? Tell Mr. Pib to fuck off for six months. Yeah, God, stop drinking fucking soda, man. Soda's a problem. Enjoy. I got a pro- I got a big problem with fucking soda. I don't know. I'm I'm coming. I'm going against soda forever. Yeah. We just enjoy it every once in a while. Not not like every goddamn. It's day. gross. It's, it's not yeah, good, it's not dude. Good it's you. not good. Period. No. It doesn't taste good. It doesn't taste good, man. How about that evidence? If you don't drink soda, look. 
I'm here. Again, call me on the phone. If you got a problem with fucking soda, call me up, man. We'll talk our way through this. I'll just tell you what I'm going to tell you right now. You stop that shit for six months. Not only will you feel better, look better, replace that motherfucker with water. You know what's good as shit? Sparkling water. It seems like it's gross. You remember when you were a kid and you would fucking drink all the soda, you would fucking get refills all the motherfucking time. You would do suicides at the fucking soda station. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's how you die. That's like a ramp. It's just slow. That's why it's called that. Did you know that? Yeah. So you, if you accidentally like ran over, you tried everything in the soda fountain. You just see that button that just says soda. You're like, man, I never tried this one. You fill it up. It tastes like shit. Remember? Yeah. Shit. Now, it, it as an adult, once your palate comes together, fucking delicious. It's the best thing in the world. You can kick drinking any carbonated beverage. Like, when I was drinking beer all the motherfucking time, dude, I would just replace it with soda water. It's good as hell. Trust me. Drink that for six months. There's nothing. It's just water with some motherfucking bubbles in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. Bubbles, water. Perfect. Stop drinking soda. Drink that for six months. Get back to me. And also, if you just drink that, and then you go back to soda, it tastes like shit. It's fucking gross. It's fucking gross. And don't put sugar in your coffee. I feel like that's a dumb, that's another thing that is absolutely absurd to me. Sugar. It was sweetened coffee. That's gross, man. Why are you fucking that coffee up? Why am I ranting about drinks? Let's get on with this shit. Yeah. We were talking drink ranting. I was just listening. Fucking rants. Yeah, you should, you should have said shut up. And y'all should have said shut the fuck up. And I am. What I'm saying is we're DIY podcasts. We do everything ourselves. No outside sources. No help. No sponsorships. Not taking any weak packages from posers not gonna change the way that me and buddy are together nope we might want to slip up and say phoebe we might want to make fun of how somebody looks we might want to make fun of how we look and uh we might want to say pussy or we might want to say cunt yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you went hard with that one man whatever you know what i mean polyp a hard t yeah you know, polyp you, you want you know yeah uh hemorrhoid whatever yeah. We're not going to bow to any masters. You know what I'm saying? Just fuck for a yeah. few bucks. Fuck bucks. Yeah. Unless you want to give them to us at patreon.com backslash deathmeldicks. And that's what keeps it DIY in the family. We work hard as fuck on this goddamn podcast. And I mean hard. And I mean hard. Hours a week of me. Well, buddy doesn't work hard. But I sit down for hours a week and do research and painstakingly make my brain melt with information. I got shit to do and remember I can't. I can't remember anything else. Nope. Just this. And I'm happy to do it. I love to do it and I love you guys for listening. So the iTunes reviews help tremendously. If you really want to go above and beyond and be essentially a producer for the show because in Hollywood what an executive producer is is the person who gave all the money to the movie to make it happen. So yeah. you help us produce this show and goddamn it we'll shout you out if you get to a certain tier of, of help on every podcast. And we're going to do that at the end of the show because we really appreciate everyone that does. The smallest amount to the largest amount. God damn, that shit helps. And it makes you feel great when you work hard and you see a reward and someone believes in you. You know what I mean? We believe in you guys. You know? Absolutely. What do you got going on in your life? Join that Facebook group and post about it. And God damn it, we will back you to the fucking hilt. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's a team. Positive. It's a group. Endurance. <laughs> it's a family. We do things the right way. Everybody else is fucking feeble and weak. <laughs> yeah, you're we all wield, soft. We wield our own goddamn blades. This is a uh, fuck that Chinese metal shit you get at the fair. <laughs> wield your metal. own shit. <laughs> steel sharpened steel. Oh, you're talking about like sword metal blades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said like fuck Chinese metal, and I was like, well, 
Come on, man, reel it in. But I see what you mean. Yeah, not you're talking no, no, about. No. You're talking about like a, a soft steel. Yeah, like a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, yeah man. Chinese metal's cool. Hey, man, this is a slap in the face to all other stupid podcasts. All right, you're yeah. on the right team, and we love you, and we thank you for it. And uh, hit us up on Patreon. Hit us up on the internet. Talk to us. We're with the shit. And uh, you guys have helped us grow tremendously. We're getting pretty close to a year of doing this, I think. Well, we're after a year. We're no, well, yeah, no, but not to like putting it on iTunes. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah, yeah. We started on Facebook. Yeah. I don't think we're after a year. I think we're close to the mark. And uh, I'm talking about stealing karate. Yeah, shopping. yeah, yeah. I Your get hands fired up, are man. fucking blades. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, also we do fucking YouTube every week on our friend Mark's thing, Cantankerous Media Group on YouTube, which is. Hard to find, but if you just look at Instagram or whatever, you can see it. I can't see. I forgot that I was on YouTube because I can't see the screen yeah. now. But, dude, I've been karate chopping. Yeah. I've been flexing. And you can see all of that live. Live. And, man, we, we fly, I love this shit, dude. Yeah. I'm so happy with uh, what this podcast has become. I love you. I love you. I love uh, everyone we interact with. Yeah. What a cool thing. Yeah. So, uh Let's get back it's to what this. I just fucking look forward to every week. Man, God Love damn it, it dude. God shit. damn it. Because I've been, man, i just been stressed the fuck out. And yeah. then I sit down and actually do it, and I feel pretty good, man. Yeah. I feel pretty goddamn yeah. good. Got, I got a got, lot got fucking lot going, going on. on. I'm sick of yeah. that shit. <laughs> I don't want to, I want to, yeah, I'm sick of having shit to do. Yeah. But that's good, because it means I'm actually, you know, if I have to do shit, that means it's like, you know, creative shit. And so I'm under the gun, and I got to get it done. Has a pro wrestler ever said that? Because I fucking will. I'm under the gun, and I get it done. Suck my bug. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. I'm coming in hard. I'm ready to pro wrestle, dude. Are you? Fuck yeah, man. Let's do this. <laughs> I got a feeling we can, dude. I was talking to one of my friends, and he said that he's got a whole network in the Northeast that we could just, like, he, he, like, knows the dude. So we could easily just hop in there, man. Remember Mosh and Thrash, the tag team? Yeah. We could be the real version of Man, uh, dude, I, the, apparently, I, I was saying we should be the Barbarians. Yeah. But apparently that was a thing, so we could be the new Barbarians. Have you ever seen the new Barbarians movie? <laughs> no, there's a movie called The New Barbarians. Oh, and it's a, oh yeah, you would, you're going to love it. All right, I'm going to check it out. 80s? Uh, I believe. Fighting? Fighting. Fucking? Man, kicking the fucking, they kick the fuck out of bikers, that's their enemy. <laughs> Whoa. There's beach fights. So is it like, it's Conan it's, the Barbarian? <laughs> fuck off gangland biker posers so it's actual barbarians versus bikers yeah Uh, that's fucking cool how did they come together and clash because man the goddamn uh, (laughs) there's like a fucking apocalypse with some nuclear shit and they're like man we gotta defend our turf it's like man it's cool it's like the warriors with bikers and fucking barbarians that is rad so the barbarians are born out of necessity or they're like from another time I don't remember. I was fucked up when I watched yeah. it. Yeah. So. That rips. That's a great concept. I mean, I'm... Because, man, I'm, I think about this shit all the time, and unfortunately I've been doing a bit about it, so I feel like a real fucking idiot bringing it up again. But the ideal scenario for my entire life would be to get a time machine, go back in time, and just fucking rule ass. Because, you know, everything that went wrong in the past, you know, everything that went right in the future... So you could just go back with, like, one big fucking gun and a lot of ammo and just 
fuck shit up, dude. You know what I mean? But I On a high level. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to do that. I just want a cool axe. Well, you know, you could you could do that. That's the thing. Is that we could invent heavy metal, man. <laughs> now he here here's here's the thing is that I think about this a lot too because uh, what what I would like as like as like a barbarian scenario. Mm-hmm. And if we're fucking boring, if you, I know you guys are here for like murder, I know. Uh, we're for sure going to get to it. Don't worry. There's, there's death impend a lot of it coming in. It's coming in hot. There's a dead infant in this cult and there's a lot more bodies coming. Okay. But I just want to talk about this shit because I've been thinking about this shit. You know what I'm saying? We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. Right. Yeah. We're cool. cool. Okay. So in the new age, right? Like, let's say something happens where, the curse that befalls the world is that there's no more modern weapons, like no guns, no fucking missiles, bombs, grenade, like anything that is like after the dark ages, like somehow all those weapons go away. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? And so now it's just fucking steel, hard steel. Ah! And you have to fucking be out there with steel clinging on steel just to survive. Yeah. And then like a righteous group of fucking true metal warriors comes together and then conquers, but it doesn't conquer, doesn't conquer for a hunger to conquer, right? Conquers for righteousness. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't want more. I just want to like have my crew and fucking be alone with the crew but people are going to have problems with that. You know what I'm saying? Posers, wimps, mm-hmm. and uh, people who just want to encroach on our territory. And we'll fuck them up all the time with hard mm-hmm. steel only. No guns. That, yeah. that, that, that's a great fucking scenario, right? Yeah. And, and, and so if you had time travel and you could go back in time to where you were a part of that, here's where you're going to run into a problem. Because you essentially, like, the, what's the type of fucking ancient civilizations I, I fuck with? Barbarians? Yeah. 100%. Vikings? Hundred percent. That's dope shit. The way they did things is is what I like. You know, Vikings were barbarians. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta stay with me, man. You I'm know staying, what I'm saying? I'm there's no there's no need to have a historical argument. I know. We're, I know. we're, we're, we're talking about giant men. Yeah, we're talking about giant men drinking beer, drinking beer, and forging themselves in the fucking Fires fire like a fucking combat. sword. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 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 they they would take a sword and they would they would heat it and mold it and shape it. And, and take the time and the, the correct amount of heat and the work that it takes to make a powerful blade that will last eternally. But they would do the same thing with their body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I'm trying to do that. You know what I mean? And also drink beers. And so what fucking, you're saying is you're fucking battle starved, brother. Yeah, yeah, I'm battle starved. I need a quest. That is the coolest I need a, I'm so hungry name. for yeah, a quest, dude. I'm starved. so... Hungry and horny. You can't go on a quest. To, there's no, there's no fucking quest anymore. I was talking about this shit the other day at work, and the dude I worked with was like, "What would you, do? man? If you went back in time or did whatever, he's like, you wouldn't have heavy metal." And I was like, "Man, the fucking cries of but my that's enemies." What that, that's the thing. You take it back. You that's, that's what a, that's yeah. what you take back. But see, but but, but 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 uh, this is the bigger point. This is yeah, the bigger point yeah, because yeah. if you go back and you're submerged into that world now, I know for a fact that. Because I've fucking done mixed martial arts, yeah, done Brazilian jiu-jitsu, wrestling, like I'm gonna, like I know how to fight, like hand, physically hand to hand, and and like a one-to-one person combat scenario than anyone that's alive back then, hundred percent. I'm gonna take anyone's back and choke the shit out of them. Yeah, it's gonna be no problem. But as far as the type of of combat of just storming and raiding and being in a in a, in a war. 
and having to run your sword through people close, the breathing and the hotness and the heat of battle. I, I don't know nothing about that. So I'm gonna you're gonna run into a problem. You're gonna get your fucking ass kicked. You're gonna get fucking stomped. They've been doing it their whole lives. Like you know, you skipped out on all that. So what you gotta do? Here's what you gotta do. So if if you could go back in time and you could take a few things with you, you need a big fucking gun on a motorcycle. You got a plan. You got to have unlimited gasoline. Yeah. You got to have uh, and and unlimited is relative because and then unlimited ammo and a, and and a way to to put the gun on the bike so you can ride the bike and fire the gun because when I say unlimited, you're not going to need that that much. Like if like let's say you know I want to go back to this tribal barbarians and I'm like, listen, brothers, I've come from the future. Now here's what I got. I got this fucking stereo. I want you guys to sit down. And listen to this Manowar album. I want you to sit down and listen to this Judas Priest record. I want you to hear this because I know you love it. I know you love this. I know this is what you're made for. As far as this civilization goes, you got it all. You're cooking fucking, you're roasting meat. Big pieces of delicious meat. You're roasting it every night. You're making beer. You're making beer day in and day out. You're eating meat. You're drinking beer. And you're kind of keeping to yourself until you need something. You're going to go stomp a fucking ass because you're horny for combat. You're horny for a quest. I'm horny for a quest. I'm with you. So let's listen to this. And let's get revved up. And let's take on our fucking enemies. You know what I mean? Did you take Adderall? No. That's the problem. I'm lost. You're fired up, I'm lost. I'm fired up, dude. Uh... Should I stop? Am I going? No, no, okay. I'm loving it. <laughs> right, right, I'm loving right. it. I just keep thinking. I'm like, I know we're not talking about what we're... It, anyway, let's... It's all I think about, too, man. Okay, okay. So this. The, so, this, so the scenario is, like, you show them the medal, and then you get this tribe. And so they ride behind you, and you just conquer a lot with the gun and the motorcycle, right? Yeah. You take out a lot of shit. And the legend will travel so much... After you just did it one time, you just have enough to, like, show it to people when they come again. Like, you fuck a lot of shit up with it, and then the next fucking tribe hears that this happens. They're like, ah, shut the fuck up. That didn't happen. And they show up, and uh, they send, like, a scout to check it out, and you just fucking roll up there. And they're like, we have heard that there's a man that rides a steed made of steel and shoots fire from the steed that eliminates lives in one blow. And they're like, the tales are true, brother. You can join up, listen to this, and they listen. And they're like, "Holy shit, this is uh, this is what I've been waiting for." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." So you guys just need to join up, and they're like, "If we don't," and you just fucking show them that bike and hit them with the fucking the machine gun, and they just and then they go back and confirm the details. Like they absolutely have that. You don't want a part of that. You don't want that shit. Oh, you bring a lot of methamphetamine with you too. So you can rev everyone the fuck up, you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. for battle. And uh, then you're a wizard on top of that. You're a, you got a, you did an alchemy. You brought over the fucking magic that just makes your troops invincible. Feels no pain. Never loses energy. You know what I'm saying? And it's a wrap. You control the world, but in the coolest fucking way. You know? Man, I heard that uh, getting real fucked up on Robotussin and fucking somebody is called Robobusting. <laughs> you heard that? <laughs> yeah, man. You sure? The kid told me that the other day. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 did, I was like, all right, man. Well, you go back to your room. I went and fucking laughed. That shit was... Yeah, that's hilarious. All right. Yeah, I know. I really went down a fucking it's loophole okay, there for no reason. But hey, here we are. Now, last week, we were talking about the Order of the Solar Temple. Uh, we got into... A lot of details about what the cult was about, kind of where they came from. This week, we're going to dive a little bit more into like the personals of the actual leader. Uh, a couple of things that are going to really mount up to the end of the cult. 
And that's why I saved them for this week. We spiced it up for you. I made it a nice flowing one-two punch because we ended on one of the leaders saying that this particular high-ranking individual of the group's infant, three months old, was the Antichrist that was prophesied in the Bible. And they stabbed the baby through the heart and other places with a wooden stake. Vampire babies, brother. Which is hilarious, but yeah, very yeah. fucked up. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm sad a baby died, but also that's pretty funny. You know what I mean? Like, how do you? And so, and, and so all week long, uh, and there's a lot more crazy shit that happens to this cult. I, I never heard of this shit, really, in any format. You know, I've never seen a discovery ID about this. It's uh, it's some wild shit, you know? Yeah. And uh, what's, what's really been bugging me out the whole week is that, you know, the, the Illuminati angle of it, where the Knights Templar were essentially the original families of the Illuminati. Yeah. Right? And, and we talked about in our CIA killing episode um, how they killed, what's the fucking guy's name? Uh, Bill Cooper. How they killed Bill Cooper. Now, Bill Cooper in my mind, is the coolest conspiracy theorist because he was one of the only people to debunk this Zionist shit, you yeah. know? And all it was, if you haven't heard that episode, I recommend you do. It's a cool episode. The reason why Jewish people are always the center of the blame for conspiracy theories in our eyes and in Bill Cooper's eyes... Because they run the banks. Well, Man, come on. (laughs) But basically what happened is there there was propaganda printed out by Russian agents that was based on satire from France. So, like, in France, somebody was being funny, and they wrote a thing, not even about Jews, about how they control the media and the banks, and it was like a cartoon about, like, a class in France that was all white people, and then the Russians saw this thing, and they transformed it into, oh, but actually Jews do this. They run the banks, they run the media, and they wrote up this entire thing. And the reason that they did that was to essentially do what Hitler ended up doing and and try to make an enemy out of these people. Yeah. And the reason for that was because they were starved, that the, the economy was shit, they didn't have a good way to grow food, and they wanted to have less people there. And so the government thought a good way to do that was to turn certain sects of people against each other, run one group out, basically let the poor people fight amongst each other, run one group out, and then you have less people to feed. Yeah. And then that just circulated, 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 and when Hitler was in jail, he got a hold of it. And the thing is, is that by now, it's not like Hitler could have, like, got on Google and looked it up. Of course, I'm not defending Hitler in any way. Like, it's some dumb shit to get caught up in. But you see, he saw the pamphlet that the Russians made, and again, it had been passed around. This was like early conspiracy shit. Like, that's what Hitler got swept up in, is early conspiracies. And so he thought that he was on some elite shit, that that there there was a sect of Jewish people, Zionists, who were were God's chosen people, or thought they were, but really weren't. They were working with the devil, and they were going to take over the world and make this group because the Bible, the revelation says that there's going to be 144,000 children of God, which is supposed to be virgin Jewish males that he takes and, and keeps safe from the apocalypse. They're, they're immune to any sort of tribulation. And that was seen by a lot of people as written in by this agenda. And then that they actually did control all the banks. They actually did control all the media. And Hitler used that to really propagate his fucking cause 
of eliminating the Jewish race. And he really believed that shit. Like yeah. he, he didn't think, you know, it wasn't like he, it's, it wasn't like he was introduced to the propaganda and said, well, I hate the Jews. And so this is a good way to trick people into hating him too. He really believed it. Like yeah. he was really for that. He was with the shit, you know, and that whole thing, every type of angle of conspiracy theory, I mean, it's almost always anti-Semitic. Yeah. And that's why. And whether you believe in the Anunnaki lizard people or you believe in the Illuminati, all this shit. And so part of the Illuminati is the Rothschild family. Yeah. And so if the Knights Templar was the origin of the Illuminati, there's 13 families. And we talked about last week how the Knights Templar were Anglo-Saxons that went to Jerusalem, which is where the Holy Land is. They took it over, and then they were taking pilgrimages to go there to visit that, and that's where the Knights Templar came in to protect the people. Listen to the episode last week. I'm not trying to double you down with information, but I'm trying to just paint the picture here for you that the the group of the quote-unquote Illuminati, that's where the intermingling with Jewish people came from. Yeah. Like people that actually were born in Israel, the Rothschilds, you know, and yeah. another family, that all came in there. That's where they combined, you know, because it, and there's also going back to the 12 tribes of Israel. You know, there's a lot of of numbers and symbology linked in. But you can essentially trace this shit back to the Knights Templar, the Rothschild family were legitimately. And, and this is not this is what was really has been really fucking my brain up because. This is one of the richest families in the world. Uh, they have been one of the richest families in the world. They control so much, and they control so much in a secretive way. Like yeah. you, you can you can find out a lot of shit they do public. And I, I again, I was so tempted to make this an Illuminati file. Yeah. But I don't. I this this isn't a good way to do it. You know, because I think we got to expose way sketchier shit. Yeah. With that, so we skipped the Illuminati file. But they were legitimately attached to the Knights Templar. This family was. It's not a joke. It's not a lie. Yeah. It's legit. And it's insane to think that that actually happened. And I'm going to connect it all. I'm going to connect these guys with the Templar in this episode. So the whole week that I've been reading over that shit, it just gets like, you, you get so muddled. And there there's high level politicians, police officers, and people with great jobs, architects, doctors, lawyers, all tied in with this group, which seems so weird. And, you know, a lot of the things I think about, with like the Illuminati, the Bilderberg group, it's rich people that want to get together, hang out with other rich people and fuck off in secret. Yeah. You know, that rings true, but it's like, what do they do when they fuck off? You know, and, and why do you see the same patterns happen over and over again? And, and conspiracy theories at the, at the bare minimum are fun. They just get fucked by idiots who, who yeah. use that to make money. So I don't want to be that type of conspiracy theorist. I try to stay on the lighter side of it. But some of this shit will really wear you down if you just sit around and think about it. Because the the connections... And man, uh, Occam's Razor. I'm a big... Like, that's probably the most logical way that life works. Like, shit just happens. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know? And if it's a coincidence, hey man, it's a fucking coincidence. And coincidences fucking happen all the time, you know? Yeah, sure do. Yeah, there's a... When we start getting into stuff like this, it it's uh, you have to uh, draw a line in the middle and go, okay, this is bullshit, and this is real. You know, yeah. it's just like a and, and the point here is that this group of people, influential people, powerful people, like I was saying last week, that's who they sought. They wanted good-looking people, they wanted well-to-do people, and once you get 
a group of those people together, it's insanely easy to get more of them together. It's like uh, if you've ever gone to a church before, a lot of the times there's a group of people that are fucking rich in that church. Yeah. And they all hang out together. They all have social events. They, they, they go to each other's houses. Their kids grow up together. They go to gyms together. It, it becomes like a people like to be within their class. Yeah. Especially rich people. So what you have here is a is a group of people and then you have two people that are really good con men that sway them along. And with with doomsday type cults, like cults is a hard gamble. It, it, it it's not an easy thing to do. And they often fall to shit, you know? Because you you like it, uh, a doomsday cult, they always have to to start off as something semi-normal. And then you're doing, like, if you do something that's similar to what a Masonic Lodge does, it's not a huge stretch because a lot of these people have been Masons, you know, and, and they've done the ceremonies. So when you start doing ceremonies and shit like that, it's not, it's not, or, or they've been in fraternities. Fraternities do goofy ass ceremonies to induct people. Sororities do like it's, it's, it's basically part of, of wealthy life. Yeah. E- even churches do that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like baptism, you know, everyone comes together, you confess your sins, the preacher dunks you in water in a ceremony in front of everybody. I mean, that's a fucking ceremony. Either, no matter how you try to shape it and look at it, that's what a ceremony is, is when you have a, a gang of people get together for one cause and then you take somebody through pre-planned steps. Exactly. So it, the, what I'm tr- it's just like this is how regular people get caught up in this shit. And and they're also looking for a religion. They're looking for something to belong to, something to do. Which is how you are able to control people's minds. Exactly. I'm holier than thou. God has talked to me, and now I'm talking to you. Follow my word, and you will live forever. Bullshit. Always. And and you ha- if you're good at running a cult, you don't have to be a doomsday cult. Scientology. Mormonism. Like, yeah. these are con men who are known con men. Like, they are the greatest at it of all time. People know that they're that, and they still go along with it. So those guys rule. They're the number one. That's the Michael Jordan and the Scottie Pippen of motherfucking, or LeBron James or whoever's good at sports. That, that They're the masters of fucking running Colts. Yeah. But Colts like this, it's like your aunt opens a scrapbooking shop, and it tanks her marriage, ruins it, lose all their money, she tried to sell fancy paper to make scrapbooks out of in an age of the internet, and it fucking failed. And there's a Walmart next door. Well, Walmart Scientology, yeah. and this cult is the fucking strap the scrapbooking short store. So, to do a doomsday cult right, you have to make a timeline. You have to have all your members believe, like, hey, we have this much amount of time left, and you need to give us as much of your shit as you can. So we can better prepare for the final outcome. And the the big problem with like the Bible, man, and I say a lot of time, like I got no problem with with if you're religious, that's fine. If you can look at it and make that choice and it's good for you, go ahead. Like I, I'm not gonna look down on an individual for it. But as far as the entire organization goes, like Christianity is the same way. Because the end of the fucking Bible, you're supposed to believe the whole Bible, the end of the Bible is the revelation. Now that book when you read through it, it's a goddamn Dungeons and Dragons match. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it seems ripping, but people actually believe that. Like, and when you read through it, it's like all these things in society, and and it's it's so easy to make it current because it's all like it's like well, people are fucking and not ashamed of it. Yeah, people are experimenting with drugs. People are living free, and that's a problem. That's when you know Jesus is going to come back. Well, that's always been like people have always had a good time having sex because it yeah. fucking is rocking. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The problem is, is if uh, people are gay and they're fucking, yeah. they're not making taxpayers. Correct. That's really what that's it is. That's true. Yeah. That's why being gay is wrong is because you're not making taxpayer babies. Yes. All the above. I mean, so this is what the revelation does to set up the coming of the end of times. And it's where, like, that's the entire basis is that, okay, so... The the only gamble you could have as a secular person, it's like, if you don't get right with Jesus Christ, if, if if all you have to do to get into heaven is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and confess your sins to him yeah. at any point in your life, and you're good, you're going to heaven. So you could do whatever the fuck you want to, and right before you die, accept Jesus, you're in. Cool. I've, so it, I planned on that. For secular people, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, so for secular people, it's an easy gamble. It's like, well, I don't give a fuck about this. I'm going to fuck man ass and bang fucking cocaine through my veins yeah. until I fucking start to die. And then I'm accepting the G.O.D. and getting in anyway. So I got the best of both worlds. Now so to cool. eliminate that, to eliminate that, you got to come up with a reason why you can't do that. And that is the impending idea that Jesus is going to come back to the earth and cleanse it of all. Everything like he did with Noah and the ark and the great flood. You've seen it happen in history before. That motherfucker's going to do it again. But in the revelation, they set it up like when Jesus wants to come back, the Antichrist will be born into the world and he's going to be a great leader. Everything's going to seem fucking awesome. The world's going to be the best it's ever been. There's going to be no war. Everything's going to be at peace. Everyone's going to be financially prosperous. Everyone's going to love their life. But. The Antichrist is the leader for Satan, and he Satan's the king of the world. So Satan rules the world. So if the world's fucking awesome, it's Satan's fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's only here to make something happen cool for himself. So he's trying to get everyone on the earth to forget about God because their life is so fucking rocking that they don't want to think about the Lord anymore. Yeah. So then when Jesus is ready to come back and cleanse all that shit, he takes all the Christians. Now this is... New Testament shit, he still says in the New Testament about the 144,000 people that are immune from the whole process. Immune from the whole process. Now, if you're a born-again Christian, what he's going to do is he's going to rapture you. So he's going to come back, and everybody that's accepted Jesus that's still alive gets sucked up. They They go right to heaven. They don't have to deal with what's coming, and what's coming is seven years of fucking torment, hell, plagues, scorpions, demons, fucking every painful thing you can think of happening is going to happen to you. It's going to be literal hell. And the Antichrist is going to love it. He's going to be ripping a fucking BC rich double neck warlock the whole time. Just fucking win, 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 win. And Jesus is like, I told you, y'all fucked up. And it's going to be so bad. Everyone on earth wants to kill themselves. You can't do it. You cannot kill yourself. But even here, okay, even right here, the thing is, again, no one can die, right? Mm-hmm. So once people get raptured, now you got to ride the whole tribulation out. So if 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 Jesus came tonight, right, 
sucked everyone up. Me and you are here. And we're like, oh, shit. Turns out it was true. So we fucked up. We accept Jesus. Now, because we weren't on the team already, we got to suffer through that whole thing. The whole thing. Just get fucked up the entire time. There's a ripping Kirk Cameron movie, four of them, about this shit. So you got to go through what's called the tribulation with everyone else. Even though at the end of it, you're going to go to heaven. And how are you going to get to heaven? Well, Jesus and the fucking demons and Satan are going to fight it out. You know what I'm saying? Team heaven, Gabriel, Michael, the four horsemen. The four horsemen are the people that inflict all the pain on the earth. Antichrist made it cool. Jesus said, fuck that. Four horsemen came, ruined it all. Now, they're going to battle for supreme control. Now, like I told you, Satan is in control of the world. Jesus controlled the heavens. Satan is also going to be condemned to hell where he's been living at, which is the worst. An eternity of suffering. Now, some people's, well, for, A, the Pope said hell's not real. B, suffering could also be just the absence of God. You know? Yeah. Like, you, you, if you know, if you know that God was real and he's cool as hell, and you fucked up, you're just away from him. That could be a, a version of hell. You just can never be around that for forever. But maybe life's pretty fucking rocking. But the main Judeo-Christian idea is that you just get tortured, tormented, ripped apart, set on fire forever and ever and ever and ever. There's never an end to it. So, like, you live for 75 years and then that's nothing compared to, like, you can't fathom what an eternity is. And that's the whole selling point. But you know what? I think me and you... The people that listen to this podcast would be exempt. Sure. Because we'd be like those motherfuckers on Little Nicky, you know, the, guy, the metal dudes are like yeah, Aussie yeah, of shirts. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun in hell, you know? Yeah. We're going to have a good time. So it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is is that this is the bait. And, and this is what's dangerous about it because, again, it's not that big of a deal. If you're a Christian, you like going to church, it makes you feel good, you feel secure, you're going to go to heaven. When Jesus comes back, you're going to get sucked up, not have to go through the tribulation. Like, if these are your beliefs, again, I don't necessarily have a problem with you believing that. But it gets dangerous in situations like this because that's the selling point. It, it's like I could tell you all fucking day, like, hey, man, you got to understand that one day the world's going to end. It's going to be over with. Well, yeah, of course. Everything dies. Everything goes away. Everything goes in cycles. But, but, but you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. The Jesus Christ is going to come back. And he's going to get into ripping, rocking, fucking hard rock battle with Satan. And we're all going to be a victim of it. We're going to be mutilated, tortured, burned, destroyed, plagued, aids dicked for seven years. We got no way out of it. We're going to get razor blades in our fucking assholes 24-7. You ever had a hemorrhoid? Imagine if you were a hemorrhoid. That's going to be you for seven years if you accept Jesus after that shit starts. So you got to get right with God. And you would be like, shut up, you fucking dipshit. You're on another weird barbarian rant. This is bullshit. No, no, no. It's true. Look, here's the Bible. Let me flip it to Revelation and let's read it together. Oh, a seven-headed monster from the depths of hell? That's Satan himself? He was the Antichrist? He got shot in the head and resurrected as this fucking seven-headed beast? What the fuck? That's what the Bible says. So that he got shot in the head? Yeah, well, not uh, he gets killed. The Antichrist gets killed. And dies, and much like Jesus is resurrected, but when he comes back, he's a full fucking beast of hell, a seven-headed serpent. Damn. Yeah, it's cool, man. But Damn. it's all there. So if you're with the Bible, or you want to go to heaven, eerie revelation, it's literally all there. So if, if, if you're riding with that, if you're riding with that, 
It says the earth could get it at any time. Any time you could get it. You could get it today. You don't know. It's a surprise. It's on Jesus' terms. When he says, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing. I'm going in where the Antichrist is born. So what you have here is con artists. Now, DeMambro, he started out as a jeweler. That was his main thing. He was making money. And if you're going, if you know, being a salesman is greasy, period. It doesn't matter the level of luxury of the product you're selling. If you're a salesman, I'm not shitting on you. But you know exactly what I'm saying. It's a game. It's, it's not like you're showing me something that I for sure wanted and uh, I'm okay with the way you're selling it to me and we're going to make a transaction. It's like you're a salesman, so you want me to spend the most money I can the most times at your store. So you, you, gotta, you have a stake in it. The money you're making is based off of how much money you make off of me. So at the base of it, we got a weird relationship. Yeah. So if you're that type of person and you're good at selling shit, you understand that humans are, you can play a game with humans. You can manipulate humans. You can talk humans into shit. And so he's a jewelry salesman. He's good at selling jewelry. So he, he becomes a common. Now, he's always, his whole life, been interested in the occult. Now, we're talking about the 50s, so, you know, Crowley's long gone. Um, it, it's, it, it's not that mysterious at this point. You know, you had an age where, like, the new age shit was, was first coming into play. Crystals. Burning sage, that shit, that was still going on. That was definitely going on in the fifties, um, and so he gets into that Rosicrucian shit, yeah. which is like a, a continuation of the beliefs of the the Knights Templar, yeah. right? And so that he gets involved in Rosicrucian in nineteen fifty six. So he's he's working his way up in that, which it's like some Masonic type shit. You yeah. know, they have ceremonies. Uh, they're they're wor- they're trying to they're like exalting the Ark of the Covenant ancient Templar beliefs, but they're doing it in like a fraternity. So this dude is just, he's working, selling shit. Well, in 1970, he gets arrested with a swindling charge. A swindling charge? Yeah, you know, it's it's in Europe, so they got weird names for shit. But essentially what he's doing is he is posing as a psychologist. Sidewinding, swindling <laughs> ass, you. French baguette making son <laughs> of a bitch. You're getting in cuffs, and you're going to the cell, and you're going to suck dicks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, it's a mini time in a Francois life. You know how much shit we've talked about the French on this podcast, dude? Heaps. If you're French, thanks for hanging in here with us. <laughs> so he catches the swimming charge. What he's doing is he's pretending to be a psychologist. He's diagnosing people, but he's doing it in, again, he's into the occult. He's doing it in like a holistic way. So it's like he's not out and out saying like, hey, I have a degree and I'm going to prescribe you these things and we're going to work our way through this. What he's doing is as a part, especially it's going on a lot with Rosicrucians and Masons and people that are around what he's been into occult wise. So he's taking people and he's diagnosing their mental illness by way of the occult. And then he's giving them like herbal remedies and otherworldly advice to take care of it, but he's charging money for it. So it's against the law. Essentially he's, he's shamming people. And I think that you can do that. If I don't think you even have to have a license at this time per se, in this particular thing, as long as you're, you're being open about it, you gotta be like, here's the deal. I'm not a professional. These are all this occult shit that I've learned. Look, I know all this shit. I've got motherfucking 14 years of experience in this shit, so I'm just going to use that 
but I'm not licensed professional. Well, he omits that part and charges money. So you can't do that shit. And he catches a swindling charge. So he gets in trouble. He moves away to uh, fucking France. 1978. Um, well, okay. So he's been in. He also um, went for the Rosicrucians. Once he caught the swindling charge, they looked down on that. Because they're like Masons. Again, yeah. it's a fraternity. And a lot of the members are pretty open. It's like John Wayne Gacy. And that, uh, what was that goofy shit called that he was doing? Oh, I don't Whatever. He's in some fraternity. Like, once people find out that you're into some ill shit, they got to cut ties with you. So he gets out of this, and then he goes on to the Golden Way Foundation, which is a sect of Golden Dawn. Yeah, the which OTO. Is the o- yes, the OTO, which is Aleister Crowley's. He was the leader, and then uh, who took over that shit after Crowley? He, he, we're going to definitely get into this. Yeah. I I suck right now because I should know the guy's name. It's very important, but I want to do a whole... Uh, Jack. Jack. I don't know. Jack Parsons? I think it's Jack Parsons, man. So him and Alistair, he's like the leader after Crowley, and this, yeah, Jack Parsons, that's who it is. Jack Parsons um, is like a wizard. You know what I mean? He's doing magic. He's doing sex magic. He's doing sigil magic. He is really, he gets into some ill shit. And we're going to for sure do a podcast about it. It's going to be fucking Sweet. awesome. Now, he gets into some ill shit. But guess who comes into Golden Dawn and becomes the next leader after Jack Parsons gets into some super sketchy shit? You'll never, if you don't know, you're about to get your tits blown off. I don't know. L. Ron Hubbard. No shit. Absolutely. Whoa. The leader of Scientology went down this same path. I fucking knew Dianetics was the best martial art. <laughs> and that's a reference to Lord Ezek versus Dwid Von Hellion. If you want to Google that, do it. I'm not going to give you the entire story, but it's hilarious. Now, Golden Way Foundation, he is in Geneva, Switzerland to become the founder of it. He's worked his way all the way to the top of this shit. He is the number one leader, uh, and they call it founder, of the Golden Way Foundation. Now, he's an older guy. And what the Golden Way, the Golden Dawn, the OTO, what they do is they know that to be able to attract new members, you need young, charismatic people to pull them in. And honestly, I've seen that a lot with Christianity, too. And neo-Nazis. And neo-Nazis, Hitler Youth. Now, but here's, so my grandparents' church is like all old people. There's like 40 old people that go there, and they all have money, so the church stays alive by leeching off of these fucking people. Oh, yeah. And the old, they don't see it that way. Like, I would never say that to my grandparents because, you know, it's like what they love. They're old. Like, that's their shit. And I wouldn't be like, you know, all the money you give to them, like, you're just funneling the shit business along and keeping it by the strings. And there's other people that put in way more money than them. But anyway... Like, that's how the church gets by. But they, they know in order to get more people to come to the church to make more money, it's like, how do you not put the math of this together? It's like, in your mind, you're attracting new people that you're going to convince to be Christians to skip the whole rapture process, but you need their money to continue as a business. Like, how do you not looking at this whole fucking thing, even when you're old, and be like, well, this seems kind of fucky because they can't operate as a building anymore without having this money. And they're not going to have this money if they don't get young people. So we need somebody young to be in charge of the church to get young people in so they can relate with each other and then grow. And by growing, I mean get more money for the fucking building to yeah. exist. It's a mess. But on this, on the level we're talking about, even with this Aleister Crowley shit, 
they know that they need a young charismatic leader to bring in young charismatic people. It's important. So once he gets in charge, basically his next move is to, to get a young face piece for the organization. He's older, you know, he's not sexy. He's not going to be able to attract young, sexy, rich members. So he meets this guy, Luke Jurette, who is interested in the Golden Way Foundation. He's only 30 years old. He is also a salesman type person, great speaker, beautiful man. People are attracted to him, leadership skills out the ass. And D'Ambro first introduces him to Julian Oregas, leader of the Renewed Order of the Temple, which is a combination of Knights Templar and Rosicrucian themes brought over into a new format. And they also do Golden Dawn shit. Yep. So it's like a combination. This basically, I think actually this is the OTO. And the in the like when like I think that Golden Way was one sect of it and this um renewed order of the temple is is another sect of Golden Dawn. Yeah. Is is what I is what I was understanding. So anyway, uh this this kid um is in both organizations doing them both. And what Dimambro wants from Luke Jurette is to work his way up in the second organization, the Rosicrucian-themed organization, learn the rituals. And so he starts kicking ass, he's up to the top, and then Julian Ortegos dies. And he was his mentor. Like I yeah. said, the two leaders of these two parties brought this kid in for the same purpose. This kid works his way up to the top, the guy dies, and for a brief while he was in charge of the the uh, renewed order of the temple, Jurette. And something happened. I could not find out exactly what it was. Uh, but given what is going to happen with the finances in the in the order of the Solar Temple, I'm going to guess something got fucky with the money. Yeah. And so he gets kicked out. But people liked him. So he takes half of the renewed order of the Temple and brings all those members over to the Golden Wave Foundation. And then the Golden Way Foundation, when they take in these members, that's what becomes the Order of the Solar Temple. So now you've got DiMambro, who was in charge of the Golden Way. He's got the Golden Way. And then you have Jurette, who he groomed to be the leader. They get together, half of this group, the entire Golden Way group. That's where you have it. That's the combination of the OTO and Luke Jurette with this other sect of Templar following people. Yeah. So if you were wondering how this all intersected with getting the Templar thing to there, Jarrett, we talked about last week, spoke of himself as being reincarnated and several times. And one, one of his lives was spent being a Templar. And when he came through, he was able to retain the knowledge of where Templar artifacts were at. So he was able to go back and retrieve artifacts that were rightfully his, like a sword uh, and a couple of other goofy fucking trinkets. But mainly the sword was like the main proof because it was legitimately an old English sword. So mm. it, it, it was not like you could verify that it was a Knight's Templar sword, but you could definitely verify that this is from this time period. Uh, it, it probably was in the Crusades, and he legitimately had that. Don't know where he got it from. More than likely, DeMombro, who's a jeweler, he has access to valuable shit, probably got his hands on it, and they're using this as a way to splay it out. And on top of that, he is saying that he's a descendant of Jesus Christ, and he 
is when Jesus is coming back to the earth, quote unquote, it's not going to be like the sky opens up and Jesus walks from heaven to earth. He's supposed to be reborn again and brought up as a child is what they're saying. And this is him. Makes sense. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> he is essentially Jesus. And that's what they're trying to frame him as. And so what you have, again, is a group of people who have been in two separate organizations. And the main thing with this organization is like one of them is on this kooky wave of sex magic, yep. chaos magic, doing sigils, trying to use their willpower to make things happen. And again, we t- we make fun of Aleister Crowley for his whole thing just being straight butt-fucking all the time. It's using your willpower to get what you want. Using your mind to get what you want and putting in that into play however you need to. Manipulation, speaking it into existence, whatever sketchy tactic you need to use to get your way is totally fine in that sect. So none of what they've been doing is out of the ordinary to them. Now mm-hmm. they get together with another group of people who are strict fraternity financial it's a it's a big financial thing because remember the Knights Templar invented banks a lot of their shit is how to make money cultivate money with each other and build finances make more money stock market investing fucking capitals all that shit so it's rich people getting each other richer and they combine and they start mixing their beliefs into different ceremonies so everyone's going along with it and they're seeing dividends because it's like rich people helping rich people. So it's like if two people that have a hundred million dollars get together and like, I have a hundred million dollars because I have factory farms and the other guy's got a hundred million dollars because he owns banks. And so this guy wants to get into farming and I want to get into banking. Well, we're going to help each other and we're both going to make more money from getting into this other shit. So people are seeing benefits and that's the reason why rich people get into fraternities and shit like that is to network with other rich people and learn how to do different things or learn how to incorporate more things into their organizations. It all makes sense to me why these people will get along with each other. So now you've got them under your control of belief and they're listening to your goofy shit because they're indoctrinated by way of ceremonies and then the other people are indoctrinated by way of Crowley-type beliefs where you can manipulate whatever you want to happen. So here is a, a fucking dangerous scenario where if somebody really wanted to turn the screws on some dumb shits, is the time to do it. And that's when all this end-time shit starts. That's when they say, look, this shit's hard to believe, but look, look at this ancient sword. Look at this guy's lineage. He came from here. He is for sure the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. And I know all these things about necromancing, solar energy, uh, the equinox, the zodiac signs. Like once these things all come in place, the world's over with. So we got to take action. We got to stockpile weapons for this shit because we're not part of the 144,000. The 144,000 that are going to get saved, if you read it this way, And that's another thing about the goddamn Bible is that you can manipulate it so much. So however you want to take that 144,000 thing, like I was saying, people use it for sketchy purposes. These guys said, okay, this is 144,000 Jewish men that are going to be raptured and exempt from this shit. We're going to be stuck in the shit. So to be on the right side of things, here's Jesus right here. We need to ride for him. We need to make sure that he wins this battle. Evil's going to come into the world, and because we're in this more modern age than the Bible was, it's going to be regular war. It's not going to be like you thought, where it's going to be knights, horses, swords, fire, dragons. No, it's going to be hand-to-hand, dirty fucking combat. So we need to get these weapons. Here's Jesus. we got to back his ass up. 
we gotta we gotta make this shit happen. So they start liquidating all of their finances. Rich people, their extra property, their stocks, their IRAs, their fucking CDs, whatever type of money they have that isn't straight cash, they start all turning it into cash and then turning it over and they start living in group homes, they start having like secret forts, they start putting together militias, gathering weapons. And and, and that's exactly how the shit starts to happen with doomsday cults. They start having a militarized organization because what their belief is, no matter what cult it is, is that they are in the end times. This is their leader. Their leader has a direct line for them to get into heaven. They want to get into heaven and they want to go with their leader. So now it's up to them to protect their leader, to make sure what their leader says is going to happen happens. So you get swept up in it. And now you've got a stockpile of illegal fucking weapons. You're in a compound with some sketchy assholes who are fucking your wives and fucking your kids. That yeah. never fails. It happens every time. It's always some shit like we listen, all we all have to have something to fight for. Right. When one person comes along as a goddamn kook and but is able to weave a web of tales that is in your dumb fucking mind believable that you're like, now I have something to fight for. This guy's legit as fuck. And I can't fucking wait. I've got this cool <laughs> blade. I'm going to fight and I'm going to kick some goddamn ass. Yeah, it's that barbarian in us, man. Yeah. You get horny for a quest. We want that you shit. You get horny for a quest, man. Yeah. You want a quest. And so these rich people, they, they build these impressive compounds. Now, it's not... It's like Waco, like like uh, the, the Branch Davidians, they had money a little yeah. bit, but not like this. No. Not like this. So what they had was janky as fuck compared to this. And that's why I think you don't hear a lot about it because it was high level people and they had nice shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Beautiful living quarters. Like people just converted mansions into like, and if you have a mansion already, if you have a giant fucking piece of property with a mansion and guest houses and barns, it's like, that's not a compound. That's just rich people shit. Yeah. So they get a, they get a headquarters in Quebec, Canada, one in Australia and one in split in Switzerland. And, and like I said, they start stockpiling weapons. Now, Demambro again, he, he's gone to Canada. Like he was in Switzerland running with this shit after he bailed on France for getting the swindle in charge. Now he's in Canada. And the thing about Canadian is it's it's the French connection because Quebec they speak French so a lot of it's basically like French America you know yeah. like if people want to get away from France and go to like a, a more capitalist non socialist society they swing the fuck over there and, and take their money elsewhere type of shit you know so now he's in Canada he's leading this giant group he's in charge he's he's got his mouthpiece things are going full swing everyone that's that's gone along with this so far i mean people have bailed and people have stayed and we talked about all the tiers of leadership last week and all the different groups that people fall in you know there's like the executive members which is of course just the most rich members of the group there's the middle of the group which is the least rich people and then there's like family members and other people that have come in along the way that are poor as fuck that don't really matter and they actually are going to be happy to be in that group as we as we progress along with it. So trouble starts because, you know, what you're dealing with is with rich people, a lot of financial know-how. So they have a lot of money and they're not fucking stupid about money. So if if you're used to keeping books for a giant corporation or a bank, if you had a lot of money, you know how to keep track of money. And so money starts to come up missing. And the, the, the thing is, is that these people are all in with the temple anyway. So it's like, 
you gotta if you just show what the money's going to and it's what they planned on, which is fucking food stockpiling, weapon stockpiling, building facilities, like the shit that you should be wanting. But instead, you know, the leaders start wilding out, man. They're going on vacations. They're buying nice cars. Like, they're coming up with all this other shit. And it's not like a lot of cults where it's p- people in poverty that go and have nothing and they work for free and they just end up, like, plowing the field for some crazy asshole, like in Jonestown and yeah. squalor. And these are rich people. And the money is still, like, everyone's got everything they need, you know? But it's just you got people who are keeping an eye on the finances because that's what they do. And so they start knowing shit's getting weird with the money. Now, I was saying before, Jarrett, he got booted out from the OTO thing that he was doing. And it's not out there, but I would be willing to bet if you went back and he was in charge for a short amount of time, I bet in that time... The books got fucking weird. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so that would be a good reason to kick somebody like that out of your organization. So once that comes to light and there starts to be a little bit of infighting in the Canadian group, baby gets killed. Damn. Almost instantly. And guess who pointed the books out? Father of the baby. So the guy causing the drama just so happened to give birth to the Antichrist who is here. To thwart Jesus' mission. Gotta kill that baby. Yeah, man. It's a test of faith. And once that happens, things start moving a lot faster. But not near as fast as you would think. Like, this shit blew me away. So the the cult, again, they're already on the end of the world shit, but they start going hard. Jarrett, Jesus, is is really starts preaching that... When the world ends, and again, it says this shit in Revelation, and hell, what's hell? What do you always think of hell being, especially based on Revelation? Fire, burning, you burn, you burn. And and when Jesus comes back, he's supposed to burn the world, cleanse the whole thing, and restart the Garden of Eden the right way with, with his people that already know the pure way to be with Jesus. He's going to just put heaven on earth. So that's it. He's kicking Satan off of earth, taking earth over. So now Satan only has hell. And all of the people that wanted to ride with Satan are going right to hell with Satan. So now the earth belongs to God and Jesus. And if you're one of the chosen people, you're going to inherit the earth. You're going to eternally live in heaven, but heaven is now earth. Do you think if Bobby Flay died, he would go to hell? And he, since he's like so good on, he's a pit master. He's good at the grill. Right. Sure. You know, think he'd be fucking grilling people up. I mean, it would make sense because if I'm going to be eternally cooked. I would like to have a nice Southwestern flavor and no one ever beats him on those grill offs. So oh. you want, you want the best. He makes a good grill pizza. Right. I, I never had it. I know yeah. it's good. It yeah. I good. see, I see what he's doing. He's smug. He's yeah. real smug. I don't like that, but when he, I like what he's doing, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he, he, he's in, he's in the competition. His quest is just smashing motherfuckers on the grill. What if like the whole like food network thing for that shit was to like who is going to be the next general of hell? <laughs> and it's Bobby fucking yeah, yeah, Flay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just reigns. And, Man, and, and, like, and what if what, what you know what that would be the best if, is if he was willingly a participant in it? Yeah. Like he knows. He's like with the shit because he has that show, you know, and what happens is like an average person that thinks that they're a bad motherfucker on the grill, well, they gotta challenge Bobby Flay. And no one ever beats that motherfucker. Nah, man. He just smashes that ass. He gets in that fucking ass. Because if you've worked in a kitchen, the sense of urgency that you have to get something done and what you know about how things cook, how long it takes, where you want it on the heat. Like, somebody who just cooks at their house doesn't understand fuck all about it. I mean, cooking's a goddamn science. You know what I mean? Like, science is happening when you cook a food. 
And, and, and you just when you do it at home, it's just like, well, I'm hungry and I want this and I want it to taste good. So I'm going to do it like this. So this motherfucker's a scientist and he's yeah. going to smash that shit out. But what would be cool is if your line of thinking where he's like going to be the next general of hell yeah. because he's the number one baddest grill motherfucker alive and he knows it and he wants that shit. So he just crushes everybody. Like if he didn't know about it, it'd be whack because like he's fucking himself, you know, like the whole time he thinks he's just kicking ass. He's fucking himself. He dies. But I feel he like goes to hell and they're like, welcome. You're fucked. No, no. But he's like, nah, I'm with this shit. Like I'm going to, I feel rain. like, I feel like it's like when you go to the water park, you know, there's a lifeguard up at the top and you're like high five and I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm about to do this shit. I feel like it's going to be like, everybody likes Bobby Flay, man. So what they do is they just high-five that motherfucker, jumps on, he's like, yeah, I'm getting grilled up. <laughs> yeah, 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 here we go. I'm going to be delicious. <laughs> yeah, I would have a nice, tangy Southwest kick about me. Uh, so uh, they, they, the cult really gets heavy on this idea that in order to be a part of Christ's new earth, you have to be burned. You have to be caught on fire, the holy fire, to be Bobby reborn, <laughs> to be fucking <laughs> reborn into this new world, you know? So that becomes a heavy teaching point. And then we get to a head because now what always happens in cults is the breakdown because you have people that went all the fuck in. Now, when you go all in on some shit, it's hard to admit that you fucked up. It's hard to say, look, man, I fucked up. I'm just gonna have I'm gonna have to take an L right here and restart, regather myself. And especially if you're fucking rich and you dumped all your money into it, and now you're poorer if you get out, you know. And so it, it's just and it's also it's it's human nature to have a hard time coming face to face with a blatant fucking error that was some insane shit that you decided to ride with. And having to face that, especially if you have a family, it's like, look, I know I told you guys this was real and I know that you took a big leap by coming with me on the ship, but I fucked up. I fucked up bad. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. And and, and that's what Colts do is that they break down your family unit and you talk your family into doing it. So now you can't tell your family they're wrong. Because you told them, you you brought them in. You brought them with you by telling them they were right. So which is it, motherfucker? Are they right or wrong? Like, what's the gag? You know? So they break the family unit down. They get you to a place where you're vulnerable. And now you're committed to it. And so even if you know in your fucking mind this shit's absurd, you can't just back the fuck out. You know? Nope. You can't just bail on this shit. So once once word gets out that shit's falling apart and it, and it comes like this it's like somebody said that the books are fucked up the guy that says he's Jesus has been stealing money so is that true well if it's true then we got lied to and then i have to admit that i'm wrong well 5% are going to say okay we're wrong we're out everyone else is going to say you fucking traitor what the hell is your problem you believe in this shit we believe in this shit it's like uh, you ever you ever like go to a bar with your friends and you don't want to drink. Yeah. Yo, what's that? What happens? You drink. Well, they're like, what? Why the fuck are you not drinking? And you're like, man, I just don't want to. It's like, why? You know, they just hit you with that pressure. Like, I'm drinking. Why the fuck aren't you drinking? You is something wrong? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I just don't want to. Man, come on. Let's have a fucking drink. You know what I'm saying? What are you being a bitch right now? You don't want to have a drink? Why the yeah. fuck not? I'm having a drink. Let's have a good time. I'm trying to. I'm trying to hang out with you. I'm drinking. You're gonna drink. It's that shit. It's that shit, you know? It is that shit. It's that peer pressure. It's like, you're with me, you're against me all the time. And so that hot, 
hot. It gets hot, you know, because now you have people wanting to leave the group and they can't allow that to happen. So that really crams in this fucking time frame. We got to do some shit. So what they come up with is that this dude, what helps them out and what always helps cult leaders out is when the police actually find out about a criminal charge and, and they know this crazy shit's going on, but because it's a religious group, they can't just come at it, you know? They can't just say like, hey, it's two weird guys that talked a lot of people into dumping a bunch of money into some crazy shit and now they're fucking their wives and kids and being weird as hell out here in the woods. That's not illegal. But also turns out that they're buying illegal weapons. They got silencers. You can't have silencers in Canada, so they go in to investigate silencers. So when they arrest a guy and bring him in for questioning about silencers, that's it, you know? Well, the thing is, is that the government rides with Satan. That's Satan's team. This is the earth. Satan's of the earth. He's using the earth against us. So now the police are going to mount against us. This is it. This is it. Here's your sign. You want a sign? You didn't believe us? Well, look, we're getting persecuted by the police. Does that not? Do you, do you not see this shit? I mean, you, you thought in your mind that I wasn't Jesus? You thought I was full of shit? Well, why are the police at my fucking door right now? Why are the police trying to break us up? Think about that. Yeah. And they ride with it. And so what they do, he gets out of jail for investigation and he's going to get booted from the company. So the country. So they sit down and they have a last supper. So Demambro and Jurette go down with the ship, but they have everyone, the, the most elite rich people that are, um, they, they, they gather members in Switzerland and they gather members in Quebec. And so they, they, they like, they like phone call in to Switzerland. They're in Quebec and they sit down and they have this fucking last supper and it's like a fucking uh, holding shop, you know? Jared is like, look, here's the end. The police are here. They're going to descend upon us, and they're going to stamp us out. Why? Because they work with Satan. They tried to send the Antichrist to us. We squashed him out. You think Satan likes that shit? No. Satan's coming hard at us. He's going to bring the police in here, and we're all fucking going down. So you got one of two choices. One, you can ride with me into heaven. We're going to go to another world and come back for Armageddon, motherfuckers. We're going to ride on these idiots. We're not going to let them get the jump on us. We're going to ride on these motherfuckers supernaturally. Okay? Here's the deal. Sweet. We're Yeah, yeah. Like, we could stay on the earth and try to fight the police. We're going to lose. We're all going to either get killed anyway, or we're going to go to jail forever. Do you want to fucking go to jail forever, or do you want to ascend to a different plane of existence and come back and kick their fucking ass? supernaturally with me Jesus what's it gonna be no to which I'm not doing it well we're gonna do it to you anyway man listen if if uh, the police force was Satanist uh, I'd be joining yeah okay alright so <laughs> <laughs> so you know they, they get it together and uh, they take their groups they take their highest tiers so what happens first in Quebec and in Switzerland, in Quebec, 15 of the awakened group commit suicide via poison. Now, they put their sigil in the middle. They all circle around it in a particular formation. They take the poison. They lay there and die. In Switzerland, it's not so easy. They take poison, and then there's people who don't want to go along with it. Traitors, people questioning. They shoot the traitors. They kill eight people by gunshot, 15 are smothered, and the rest voluntarily commit suicide. 30 in total died. Now, 
one person in each one of those groups has got to set the fucking thing on fire. You know what I'm saying? You've yeah. got to die via fire to be reborn. So they burn in both of them. So if you took poison, you took a sleeping pill, you died in fire. That's a horrible way to go out. So mass suicide, essentially via fire, gunshot, poison, or being smothered. Wow, man. Me and smothered would be all right, I guess, because you'd be just fucking Waffle House hash browns. Yeah. Are you smothered and covered? And, 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 and now that was the spring solstice of 1994. Which is when Waffle House was founded. Absolutely. Everyone knows that on this historical day, the the spring solstice, the equinox, you can you can balance an egg, right? It's when the yeah. earth lines up and you can set an egg on its on its on its leanest point and it'll balance there. So because you can do that, you can also crack those eggs into a, a pan and make an omelet. And what's good with the omelet is some crispy fried hash browns with a whole bunch of shit on them. Yeah. With a, a code, there's a lot of code for those things that go on the hash browns. So yeah. what is what do diabolical elite Illuminati love? Codes, ceremonies, cryptic shit. Smothered, covered, chunk, very cryptic. That's where the Waffle House originated toast. from. With uh, apple butter on them, I yeah, mean, that is in that's a, in pure, and of itself that is occultism at its absolutely. Finest. That is what Aleister Crowley. But besides getting butt fucked, raisin toast, hash browns, smothered, chunked, and covered. Yeah. So badass. In, in addition to that, and so now it kicks off the salt of shit. And I believe at this time, supposedly there's a thousand members of the shit, a thousand. And now, but it's the upper elite that have to like lead the organization. So in their mind, when they're killing themselves. Setting their bodies on fire, they're ascending to another place to rally the troops to come back. And and if you like, let's say your family's wrapped up in it, and you kill yourself, your family's spared from dying. And you come back to protect them from the supernatural forces taking over the world. You understand? So yeah. it's easy to talk people into it. So now, November sixteenth, nineteen ninety-five, close to the winter solstice, sixteen members disappear from their homes in France and Switzerland. Four left notes behind, which hinted at another suicide because they wrote that they had the desire to leave this world, go to the next world to prepare for Armageddon, to transcend and then come back and make things anew. Thirteen of the adults and three children are found in a remote forest on the Vergus Plateau in southeast France. Police, of course, investigate what the fuck happened? They find the letters. They tied to this cult. Now they know that those mass suicides that happened in Quebec are the, essentially the same group of people that have done the mass suicide here. So out of this group, where there was thirteen there was thirteen adults, three children. Four of them died unwillingly. Three of them, obviously the kids. The kids were shot. Yeah. Ute Verona, thirty-four. She had a broken jaw, which signifies that she got into a struggle, probably protecting one of the kids, and then was shot. Everyone there, including the children, were giving given sleeping pills. So you got to think that the main idea is that they're all just going to set themselves on fire. So they try to take a bunch of sleeping pills, make that happen, and then just set on fire and think they're going to pass away easily. And it's not that easy. So the current leader of the entire sect, not there at the time, can't be held accountable for these things in a way they do take in the trial. He didn't get convicted you know what I mean? Of anything. He can't. He's not there. He's not doing shit. But he does find out or, you know, says he didn't know at the time but finds out what happened. 
And during his trial, he said that two high-ranking members, policeman Jean-Pierre Lanchette, architect Andre Fridelli, shot everyone else, arranged the bodies the way they needed to be around their sigil, particular formation, started the fire, including shooting an 18-month child, what the fuck? two-year-old child, and a four-year-old child. So driven to do that. And then on top of shooting them all, arranging them in a particular order, lighting a fire, they didn't douse themselves on gasoline, shot themselves so they would fall into the fire and burn up with everything else. So, of course, they could be burned in the flame, go to a different world, come back anew. Natural selection. And, that yeah, yeah, right, yeah, that's fair. Dumb. And rich people are dumb as fuck, man. I say it all the time. God you think people damn. are smart because they're rich. I absolutely disagree. And, and again, that's 1995. So let's go to the spring equinox, 1997. Casimir, Quebec, Canada. Five adults and three teenagers attempt to commit suicide by way of incendiary device. The device originally fails. They've all taken a bunch of fucking opiates, a bunch of fucking sleeping pills, including the three teenagers. So the uh, four adults that are there out of the five decide, okay, we're all going to die. We have to do this. The three teenagers talk their way out of this shit. They're like, yo, like, we know what you guys are trying to do, but think about it. You die and you protect us when you come back. So, like, don't kill us too, you know, like, let us out. And they're all fucked up, so they agree to let the adults out under the condition, I'm sorry, the teenagers out, under the condition that the teenagers light the house on fire. So now, the gun comes into play, there's five adults, one adult, like, they they get in this cross formation, which cross points towards the main temple in Geneva, they shoot four of them, guy shoots himself, the kids ignite the incendiary device to burn the whole house down. And then the kids go to another one of the members house and try to just live their lives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So of course the police arrive, they see the houses burned down, all these dead adults. They investigate their houses, find the kids. The kids are fucked up. Obviously oh, they've yeah. taken opiates, sleeping pills, all this shit. And the police, once they stumble upon this, have to decide because the kids are saying like, Hey, we lit, this on fire with this incendiary device, do they charge the kids with the crime of murder, assisted suicide? Like, what's the charge here? They decide that because they were raised in this cult, the occult influence was so strong on them, and factor in the fact that they were drugged, they let them got free. I'm sure these kids are living great lives right now. Oh, yeah. Trauma. <laughs> there's just tons of trauma going on. But dude, this shit is so stupid. What's hilarious is is an adult, several adults, let some kids talk about us some shit. That's yeah. how dumb you are. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, you I know? mean, they were fucked up, but it's still at the same time. Yeah. You got circled out. But hey man, props to those kids, dude. If my parents tried to get me to kill themselves, I would definitely be mad enough to burn their dead bodies up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, man, fuck these retards. You guys are that dumb? <laughs> I would love to burn your body. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. And and you know what? I would like to say that was it. That was the demise of the order of the solar temple. But no, nay, it continues. And they are monitored every equinox to make sure that they don't commit another fucking round of mass suicide. They've threatened it several times. 
There's estimated 100, somewhere between 140 and 500 members worldwide still, and still well-to-do people. I don't fucking get it. Now, if you're a well-to-do person and you like this podcast, don't join our cult per se, but do check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash death metal dicks. Kick us some cake. See what we got going on for you. We make an extra episode every other week with some sillies in there for you. You know what I mean? It's a good time. Uh, shout out to the highest tier of our patrons that help us create this podcast. We love them. We interact with them all the time because they're cool as fuck. Oh, this was fun about it too is that they're all cool as shit. Yeah. Everyone that's with it is is very similar to the same type of lifestyle we're living. So again, having a lot of fun with this shit. You know what I mean? So we got to shout out Bobby Henderson, Cam Catron. Got to shout out Matt Mess, of course, Ryan Parker, Casey Gaden. What's your friend's name in Chicago? Oh, my old buddy Walker Bird. Walker Bird. We got a gang. We got an army. And there's a lot more people that are in different tiers of Patreon. Again, we got tier, we got all types of shit you can get into. We got shirts. If you want to hit me up, I'll sell you one. Mail it to you. Um, find us on Instagram, Death Metal Dicks. Facebook, Death Metal Dicks. We don't use that one very much because Facebook honks. But uh, join in. Be part of the movement. Hope you guys had a fun time this episode. I learned some shit this week. Yeah. I was blown away with this wild shit. So fuck the Order of the Solar Temple. We're out, son. Pow.